0: Hey there, my friends, welcome to the Links to Messiah podcast, where we are passionate about teaching our children all about the connections between the Old and New Testament. I'm your host, Rachel Links Kushner, also known as the Chief Enthusiasm Officer of Links to Messiah. and I am so thrilled to have you join us today. Come along and discover how your family and children can grow in their faith as you discover the beautiful links that God reveals throughout scripture about the history of his people and his son, Jesus, our Messiah. Well, hello and welcome to our guest today, Candice. You'll have high to help slip. me. I don't know how to like pronounce high, your last name. And then you slip. It's, hi, slip. Slip. Okay. That's what I thought, but I wanted to be sure. So Candice and I have met Mm -hmm. on Instagram, which I think is social media (laughs) at its finest. I always say, I know there's lots of yucky stuff uh, associated with social media, but you know, you and I both have just found this beautiful community connecting with other uh, believers who really, you know, think that the Old Testament, the Jewish feasts and all that are very important. So right before uh. we recorded, we got into a, a little conversation that I want to continue. Before we do that, though, Candice, um, mm-hmm. since this is the first time I'm meeting you, yes. I don't really, I don't have a formal intro. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then we're going to dig into to the uh, history that we might have together that, that we don't know yeah. about.
1: Uh. My name is Candace Highslip, and I am a fourth generation messianic jew I didn't know that. Um, my grandfather was yeah, my grandfather was the first one not i'm sorry my great grandfather great grandfather to come to faith and he okay. was at, in silent movies and he was what? a town sheriff, yeah, and so he was first one to come to faith and then just all all four of my grandparents um have Jewish heritage and we're believers, so yeah. it's it's a great thing. And and most everyone in my family is also in full time ministry, so that's pretty cool too.
0: What? Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> I have a gazillion questions running through my yeah. head. Okay, so before we started, and I said we mm-hmm. got to stop because I I want to I want to have <laughs> this re- I want to have this recorded. So. Yeah. Uh, you said, where do you live? I said, I'm in right. Southern Indiana. I grew up in Philadelphia. You said, oh, do you go to Beth Yashua? I said, no, but my father pastored this little congregation in yeah. Philadelphia, 19th and Chestnut. And you said, how old are you? Wait, I think I know your <laughs> sister. So, okay, let, let's dive into that before we get into talking yeah. about Old Testament and children and the feasts and all that good stuff. Yeah. I I, well, I remember...
1: Being a teenager at Messiah Conference uh-huh. and Lisa said that their dad pastored a messianic congregation called
0: Beth Congregation Messiah. Beth Messiah right. in and, Philly,
1: right? Right, and so, but I don't remember meeting you, so it must have been one of your must sisters. It must have been they one were, of my
0: sisters, they were around my age, okay? So, I'm you 50- ever take a couple of years okay so i'm fifty three maybe i'm fifty four I'm so bad I, I have to like do the math every time forty five you probably met my youngest sister so there's three mm-hmm. of us and her name's Miriam Wow that is so crazy so you and what were was your f- name Lynx uh, l i n k s so my dad's name was herb Links, uh, hence links uh, to Messiah right. Uh,
1: I didn't understand that, but that makes sense.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. So you are a fourth generation Jewish mm-hmm. believer. Mm-hmm. I'm a third generation Jewish believer. But my That's story's so cool. a little but my story's a little different because my dad was the first one to come to Christ.
1: He uh, in turn uh,
0: led my pa- my parents accepted Christ or grandparents, his folks, right accepted the Lord before they That's incredible. passed away. Wow. And then of course we were raised in a messianic Jewish home. <gasps> Wow. That's so cool. That is so cool, Candice. I love this history and this connection yeah. that I had no idea about. I knew, I knew that I would like you right away because <laughs> I had, I'll tell you why, because I had sent you a message on Instagram asking if you would be a guest on the podcast and you responded with a uh a voicemail. Most people don't do that. And I heard your voice. Aww. You have just a very pleasing, b- beautiful voice. And I thought, you. Oh, I, I like her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. Thank you. Oh, that's
0: so neat. Thank so, you. okay. So where do you live
1: without live revealing
0: too much? No, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. You're in Phoenix. And my one sister, Miriam, who maybe you met, lives just outside of Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. How incredible is this? All right. Yeah. This is really
1: cool. We'll have to talk afterwards with a little bit more detail. So <laughs> for sure, I, I'm definitely
0: game for that. So can you tell, uh, explain to me and to the listeners, your Instagram mm-hmm. is tent and table. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us what that means. I'm guessing it's hospitality. I, uh, yeah, so, Tell I, me
1: more. You know, a huge part of Yeshua's ministry on earth had to do with restoring community And he did that. A large part of what he did happened through hospitality, especially in the book of Luke. He's either going to a feast or dinner. He's coming from one. He's sitting at one. The longest recorded conversation that we have of anyone in the Bible is with Yeshua at a table, at a Passover table in the book of John.
0: I didn't realize that. Uh, That's the um, longest recorded conversation in all of Scripture. Yes. And it's at a table. At a table. And so
1: there is this beautiful restoration that the Lord is bringing in his body. Um, Things that were established in ancient times and things that are being restored even today. And one of those aspects is the aspect of hospitality. Just making room for people at the table. Uh, through a healthy eye-to-eye and heart-to-heart connection.
0: Heart-to-heart, eye-to-eye. I love that. <laughs> that is that is one of the things that I do like so much about the Jewish holidays. We mm. are sitting around tables with yes. generations. We yes. have grandma on grandpas and aunties yeah. and cousins and, and yeah. the babies and the toddlers, you know, making yeah. a mess of everything. <laughs> yeah, But we're all sitting at a table retelling, right. commemorating these these beautiful right. stories. You're so right. Yes, oh, it's beautiful. Candace, Candace,
1: Candace, <laughs> and, Candace, and just really the restoration of the family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been such an attack on on gender, on identity, on our identity in Messiah, on on the marriage covenant, um, on parenting, and we're in a generation right now where people are so hungry for something real so hungry for something authentic so
0: i'm a hungry for hungry for connection we <laughs> want so connection yes and i think part of this whole social media stuff is like we feel like we're connected mm-hmm. but, 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 but we're not we're not like you said right. sitting around a table heart to right. heart eye to right. eye very right. different right. Hey there, my friends, I'm interrupting this podcast for just a minute to tell you about the ultimate freebie packet for your family for the upcoming spring holidays of Purim and Passover. If you're looking for some fun and educational activities to keep your kids engaged, we've got you covered. You can head over to links2messiah.com and click on the resources tab to grab your ultimate Purim and Passover freebie packet. Dive into the world of Purim by creating and decorating your own crown, just like Queen Esther. Challenge your little ones with a thrilling Purim maze and crossword puzzle. Explore vocabulary related to Purim with the unique coloring page that we created just for you. But that's not all. Immerse your children in the Passover story with the Moses character coloring page complete with let my people go written at the bottom. You can get creative with a seder plate to color and cut out. And my favorite, embark on a red sea craft adventure. And for a dash of challenge, don't miss our memory game and our 10 plagues coloring sheets. It is an epic adventure of learning and fun for your kids. So visit the links2messiah messiah.com website and click on the resources tab, or you can click the link in the show notes. Now back to our conversation.
1: And there's something that's so healing about being in a safe place where you're seen, where your needs can be met, you know, physically. And then, then once the needs of your body are met, and, and it's beautiful when that happens around a table with, you know, a meal, it doesn't have to be fancy, it can even be Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. Um, there's something so yes. significant that happens when we are sitting around a table and the needs of the body are met. Then after that, we can come to a place where we're settled and the needs of the soul start beating being met and the needs of the spirit are met. And it's the most authentic and beautiful, holistic ministry. And a huge part of Yeshua's ministry happened around the table oftentimes when we think about yeshua we think about him ministering you know in the highways and the byways which he did or teaching in the synagogues which he did or healing the sick and raising the dead which he did all of that but something that um, is not often highlighted is the ministry that happened around the table. Mm,
0: it's so well said. And I completely agree that it can be the most casual of meals. We have a friend who, um, she says, mm, I don't cook. I don't cook. Right. Right. But she, of course you have to eat. Right. So a lot of times when she comes over and it's usually just my husband, three of us. And if, if I'm not cooking, she'll say, I'll, I'm going to stop by something yeah. on the way and I'll bring, I'll bring a meal and it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you what, we have some of the most meaningful, significant powerful conversations once we've settled down like you just as you described Mm -hmm. right you're getting situated at the table everybody's eating you're passing your food you're chatting about sort of things that don't matter yet but then but then your meal after your meal or even towards towards the middle or end you start to have real conversation the heart to heart that you discussed
1: and it it just it doesn't just nourish the body it nourishes the soul it nourishes the spirit and that's what mm. we need. I mean, we are yes. we are very complex as humans and we need our body, our soul, and our spirit to to be taken care of and nourished. And it's not that it's always effortless, you know, there does need to be effort and intention, but it doesn't right. have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be some kind of Martha Stewart right. jumping through hoops and you know <laughs> writing a pony right. in, you right. know, the most extravagant yes, yes, yes. Uh, silverware on the table. It just needs to be <laughs> a safe place where people can settle down and connect.
0: A safe place. Yeah. I, I've learned that. I've sort of ditched all that. Like I used to be so kind of wrapped up mm-hmm. in like the, the presentation and how it looked and yada, yada. And now I'm like, Oh, you're here. I, love that. I need you to chop this. Let's go. You know, <laughs> you know, and I, And I think honestly that that helps build community. Somebody told me one time that what they did intentionally was like have a towel on their head and a robe when people started arriving. (laughs) So it just, so it made, it just changed it to very casual instead of this like, you know intensive sort of everything has to be perfect the salt and pepper must be on the table before the meal has begun whatever I'm so over that I'm with you I'm like let's sit down let's talk let's have a real conversation yeah that's great yeah oh this has been fun
1: already I think that there's room for I think there's room for fancy meals and there's room for
0: happy meals but the point is yes to
1: to create a safe place where people can connect a
0: safe place. And like you said, you, you said the word intention, like what is the intention? You know, Mm. right. Does it matter that Mm -hmm. we have fancy plates or we're eating on paper plates? It it doesn't matter. It's the intention in the heart. I love that Candace. Thank you. Okay. So let's, let's jump into talking about the old Testament, the feasts Mm -hmm. that Jesus celebrated. And let's talk about, like, I want to know from your perspective. Why is it important to teach our children when they're small about the Old Testament? Why does why does that matter to you?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And there's I'm sure that people can discuss volumes on that. But you know, if if you're coming from a Jewish background, well then this is our history and this is this is the history of our people and we commemorate it through holidays every year, all throughout the year. And it's important because you don't just get it one time around and the way that the Lord teaches us is in, in cycles. And so every, you know, every year we have so many opportunities to, to, like you said, to review, to commemorate, to celebrate the history of our people Um, And for Gentiles, I think that it's so important too, because even if they're not Jewish, this is still, this is the foundation of the house, right? The foundation of the house, and then you have the prophets that are like the walls, and then you have the gospel that's, you know, like the roof and filling the house with beautiful things. And it's really hard to have an established understanding of the gospel without knowing the background. Um, of of what led up to that point
0: mm-hmm. i always tell people like i'm such a visual learner so as you describe the foundation the walls the roof and then what comes in i i can relate to that i can understand that i was just speaking with somebody yesterday and um he brought up kind of exactly what you were saying that there's this cycle that there's these moed yes. appointments yes. Mm-hmm. right there are all these Moedim. Yes. there's the there's Passover, there's Sukkot, you know, all mm-hmm. the feasts, there's a cycle where every year we have these appointments yes. where we are sitting, sitting around the table, celebrating and retelling right, the stories.
1: Right. I think it's incredible because, you know, they are appointed times. They are, if you go to the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, it says that they are holy rehearsals of things to come. And so, there needs to be a connection to it. One of the things that I personally love about how, you know, the Lord is so intentional in every aspect of scripture, but even down to Leviticus 23, when it says, and the Lord told Moses, speak to the children of Israel saying, these are my appointed feasts. So, you know, you have the Lord as an author, you have You have Moses as that prophet speaking the word of the Lord. And then you have the children of Israel as the audience. And, you know, throughout scripture, anytime a Gentile celebrates something that is part connected to the Torah, it's always in relationship with the Jewish people. You actually don't have any space in the Bible where Gentiles are just celebrating things on their own. It doesn't happen every time that they do that. They're always in relationship with Jewish people, and so not only right,
0: right. I've never yeah. thought. I've never thought about yeah. that. That's such a s- simple statement that I've never thought about. It's an, brilliant. Well, the
1: amazing thing is, is that when I mean, of course, there's an open door for Gentiles to participate, but biblically speaking, it's not just for their own gratification. It's to create relational bonds with the Jewish community it's to promote a deeper sense of unity it's not just for themselves but it's to bring us together
0: and I think that's stunning I think that is Kansas Wow so beautiful um, okay I really could talk with you for probably hours but i do like to keep the podcast really short so i'm gonna just i'm gonna ask you one more question we'll wrap it up uh we can talk off (laughs) we can talk offline but i uh, share with our audience um some just very easy practical ways that like parents educators grandparents can um teach some of these old testament truths feasts, whatever it may be, to their to their kids. Some real easy things.
1: Well, I want to say that, you know, just going back to highlight what I talked about, being in relationship with Jewish people, you know, if you are not Jewish and you're teaching Sunday school, perhaps consider reaching out to a local Messianic synagogue and say, hey, we're going to do a series with our Sunday school kids on the festivals of the lord do you have someone even if it's not the rabbi but do you have someone who can come and tell us about what it was like growing up to celebrate the feast even if there's even if there's um like that person is not teaching they can tell stories of what it was like and what those holidays mean to them as a jewish believer connected in messiah Because, of course, you know, for Gentiles to celebrate the feast, they're getting the roots of their faith. But it's also an opportunity to build those bonds with the Jewish people and and a Messianic community. So I think that that is one way to do that. You know, even if you're talking about other holidays that might not be biblical, like Holocaust Memorial Day, maybe inviting a a local Holocaust survivor to come.
0: Yes,
1: right. Uh, there is, there's something that it's an opportunity to build bonds of love. And right now, I feel like with the world and the condition that it is, and with anti-Semitism at an all-time high, you know, the Jewish people, we are looking for other Gentiles to say, not only am I interested in your God and interested in, um, you know, some kind of you know, Jewish devotional, I'm committed to you, to advocating for you, to love you, yes. to be with you and, and to stand by you, not just in the good times, not just when we're talking about David and Goliath, um, or, or the holidays, but I, I'm for sure you in relationship. Let me show you my love. So
0: yeah, Candace, that's, um, uh, so critical what you just said and it brings to mind, um, you know, with all the anti-Semitism happening in, I was going to say in the States, but really all around the world right, right now. Right. Um, we had a friend who we were having dinner with, or we were out, I don't, I don't remember. We were together doing some, I think we were looking at Christmas lights together. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember, but she said, and she's a Gentile. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, no matter what happens, I stand with you and mm-hmm. I will do whatever I can do oh. to protect you. That's beautiful. And I was like, it was beautiful. It was, I have goosebumps just thinking about her saying that we were sitting in the car and it was just a very meaningful, powerful statement. And it didn't take much to say that. And, and we know her, we know her well, and I know she meant it. Like she will fight for us. Like I know she will. I love it.
1: And you know what? Beautiful. We, as a Jewish community, like this is not something that we can fight all by ourselves. And and even, I think that there's just so many opportunities, even down to, you know, teaching a Sunday school about the feast of the Lord. Okay, now this is an opportunity to also build relationships and to say, this is not just something ancient. These, this is connected to the person sitting, you know, as our guest right now in front of you. Yes. My mind often thinks in relationships.
0: So I can tell, I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That's That's why I think uh, I knew I'd like you right away (laughs) because I'm very similar. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for your time, Candice. Thanks for having me on, Rachel yeah absolutely so what I'll do is in the show notes I'll link like your tent and table Instagram handle so people can go follow that's what I was trying to say (laughs) All right, thank you so much blessings to you to you too thank you for being a part of the links to Messiah podcast family your support means the world to us and your feedback and engagement keep us going strong Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's continue growing this incredible community together. Until next week, keep reading the Bible to your children, keep their curiosity burning, and keep coming back for more tips to anchor your child's faith to Jesus, our Messiah. This is your host, Rachel Links Kushner, signing off with a big smile. And a heart full of gratitude.